all-new Ellen. Like any good pair of jeans, he's ripped. Zac Efron. In his new movie, his looks aren't just killer. They're also... Ellen, today at 3 on NBC for New York. Then at 4, get 20 minutes of uninterrupted news, plus your exclusive 10-day forecast, all before the first commercial. Join Stephen Holt, Natalie Pascarella, and Dave Price for News for New York at 4 p.m. Today on NBC for New York. Welcome to Mama's Making Waves. I'm down-to-earth Erica. And I'm joyful Jackie. We're two moms taking a stand against the hustle and grind to help you find more ease and flow in your life and business. Let's dive in. I mean, we're not cutting out the mamas. We love the mamas. We do. We're both mamas. Yes, and we love our mama friends. But what we've discovered these past few weeks is when you force things, when they've kind of given you the symbols that they're no longer aligned, then some things can start to happen. And it kind of started with our name. We started this as a venture for mom entrepreneurs, and then slowly over the past few months, we've kind of realized that we've been attracting people that aren't moms. And we love working with these people. We've met all kinds of awesome women who are change makers, who are healers, who are out to make the world a better place and create something powerful. And in my mind, mamas are creators. Right. And it doesn't mean that you're creating a child. You can be creative business. You could be working with animals. You could be... Dog mom. Yeah. Horse mom. Yeah. Or you don't don't even have to be a mama. Like, my boyfriend is making waves, and he is doing it on his own, and he does it more powerfully than I want to have ever seen. Well, I mean, he's still a dad. Yeah. But I... He's still a guy, but yeah. But, I mean, he's a parent, Mm -hmm. but I think that we are tending to the future. Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. In... As a mom, you're tending to the future. And that's what change makers are doing, too. In your business, yeah. you're tending to the future. You're growing something. You're birthing some brand new idea, and you're putting it out into the world. You're raising it. You're creating it. You're helping it grow. And then you're putting it out there to make a difference and to help others. Yeah, and I think that's really the thing that attracted us to each other, is that we both... As moms, we both saw what we were doing as a way to make the world a better place for our kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, everyone, I guess this is our official announcement. We are shifting gears a little bit, and we still are going to love our mamas, and there's always going to be a place for you mom entrepreneurs, because we get it, man. Um, but also, we're embracing a bigger scope, a bigger vision, a yeah. bigger community, and we are building our empire mm-hmm. alongside helping support you in building yours. And we've talked a lot about forming a niche and narrowing your focus, but there's also the flip side of that in realizing, hey, this was too narrow. Maybe we need to broaden this out and include more people. 
Well, and I don't know that it's too narrow. I think that it's, we just need to know who we're speaking to. And right. We and know that's, that's that we are evolution. speaking, what we're finding is our message is resonating with a lot of people. And we don't want to specifically exclude those people who we would love to work with because they're not moms. And for a little while, it seemed like we were kind of pigeonholing ourselves to work only with moms. And that's what kind of brought us around to our theme for the month, which is flow, not force. We were doing some forcing, and so we're correcting and saying what feels right, and it feels right to just let things flow and let the people who want to engage with us, let them find us and enjoy us. And we've also found that to be true in several other instances in our lives. Uh, for instance, I was injured earlier this year, and I spent a great deal of my time trying to force myself to find employment. I have done everything from apply at Starbucks. I've gone through a million freelance gigs. I've gone through a million clients. And what I finally have settled on was the day I gave myself permission to not make money in my business, then things started to turn around for me. Then the right clients started to find me. Then the right situations started to bring themselves to me. In fact, that's what happened in my romantic life, too. And I was finally like, you know what? I don't really want to be dating anyone right now. Then the right person arrived. But I think with the whole not making money in your business, mm -hmm. the, the thing that shifted for you in that statement mm -hmm. was you stopped focusing on the result you were trying to get outside Ooh, of it true. and you yes. started doing your work to enjoy your work because right. you love what you do and you love working with the people that you work with. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's that you gave yourself permission to not make money, what I think you did is give yourself permission to be where you are and allow yourself to enjoy the process and focus mm -hmm. on the doing of your business, not the results that right. comes from the work, you, mm -hmm. not the money that you want to make at the end. You're focusing right. on what you're doing instead. So, and you've had a couple instances of this in your life in the past few weeks too. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> we just sold our house. Um, and even what day is it? I don't even know. Tuesday. Like, yes, there's been so much work that's gone into it. And I've chosen to kind of accelerate the timeline because of the housing market in our area and all of that. Um, but also there was, you know, these things, I was planning a two day retreat in May and then realized a while back that I'm traveling now twice in May and I have this retreat and then now we're moving and I thought we weren't moving till June well now we're moving in May so my two-day retreat became a one-day retreat and now it's becoming a July retreat probably or August and it was hard it it was hard to let go of it along the way I didn't want to let go once I had that fixated in my mind like I'm so excited to plan this retreat I have this great vision for what I want it to be and I just didn't want to release the grip on showing up for that because I'm so excited about it. But the thing is, I can't do all the things and show up the way that I want and take care of myself in the way that I want. And I could still make it happen because, you know, we have the capacity to force shit to happen. To yeah. just work our asses off and grind ourselves. And it'll be about half as successful as it could be. I mean, and it doesn't, <laughs> it's not even about the result. It's not going to be enjoyable no. the way to be it's not going to have it's not going to have my energy it's not going to have the like time the space I want to devote to it I'm going to be conflicted I'm going to be tired you're going to be checking your phone for a million other things yeah now we have to move May by May 29th so yeah. we'll be moving that weekend that I was going to do the 
retreat. And so it's like, no, you know, it's not the right time. Yeah. I need to be okay with it not being the right time. And I think for a lot of us too, we always have to think that everything is the right time to do everything and not just kind of baby step and be okay where you are. And yeah, there's something that I found like, I am an idea person. Jackie oh, yeah. knows this. I have <laughs> notebooks. I yeah. start throwing away pages of my notebooks because I just write down one idea after the other and inspiration hits. And, and then I'm like, okay, so, how are we actually going to do that? Right. I'm so excited. I just want to run with all of it. But the truth is, I've started asking myself, is this for me? Mm-hmm. Because maybe it's mine, maybe it's not. Is this for now? Yeah. You know, if it's not for now, maybe it's for later. Maybe it's for next week, next month. Maybe it's for, I don't know when. Mm-hmm. Someday, maybe. I literally have, like, someday, maybe notebook. Right. Someday, maybe Ooh, I like I'll that play idea. with yeah. this. Yeah. But it's like giving myself permission to love the idea and feel the energy of it and mm-hmm. write it on paper and make it, like, a real, like, there's something that feels so energizing to, like, see it on paper and, like, vision out this idea or this dream yeah. and just play with it and explore it. I'm an explorer, so that's my thing. I like yeah. to geek out on all the details. So I dream it and I see it and I envision it and then it's like, I love this, mm-hmm. but maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this isn't for me right now. Right. Maybe this isn't for me this year even. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is a someday maybe. But it was still, maybe part of that will resonate or relate to somebody else that I'm talking to. Maybe it will be something that I can draw in a piece of. Yeah. And I also think there's a balance too between doing it before you're ready and forcing it so that you're only half as powerful. Like for instance, when we started making waves, it was very much a case of we're doing this before we're ready. And I think there was a little bit of an element force that kept us from showing up as powerful because we were trying to do so many of the things at, all at once. But not that I'm saying that I'm regretful of the way we did that, but I also think sometimes that, because I see this a lot with my clients too, they'll want to plan something. It's like, I'm going to do this event next week. And it's like, okay, so you're doing an event next week. Do you have time to send an email? Do you have time to promote it on social media? Do you have time to, like, even secure a location for this event? Do you have time to plan what you're doing for this event? It's like, why don't you actually, like, think through the details and then say, okay, how much time does this realistically take me to do? And then find the date. Because then you can show up more powerfully. So there's two pieces to this, I think. And I think that a lot of us entrepreneurs and visionaries lack clarity. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and when you lack clarity, you cannot think through all of the details, period. Yeah. Like, you do not have the capacity, you don't have the information, you don't have the experience, you don't have the feedback from the world about this idea. So, in order to get clarity on what you're doing, you have to show up for it and actually try something. That's true. And I think that in Making Waves, we had an inspiration, we had kind of a vision, but we did lack clarity. And oh, we totally. had to show up <laughs> yep. in order to get clear mm-hmm. on what we were doing. We yeah. had to just put some things out there before it was all figured out and just try it because we had to get that feedback to understand what it was that felt good, what resonated, what didn't feel good. And over time, I think that one of the reasons that we've been able to move so quickly through these phases is because we're not afraid to show up and do things and make mistakes and not be 
about it. Yes. I don't think that was forcing mm-hmm. something. I don't think it was rushing something. I think it was embracing the unknown and being willing to learn and grow. And, but I think what I see a lot of people doing is they do that, they rush, and they move forward. But then they're upset that it's not 100% perfect. Well, yeah. And and there is an element of force that comes in. I just wanted to point out that I think there's two yeah. different things that yeah, we're absolutely. talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to talk about that, too. Yeah, because I think that force is different than... Uh, taking action in the effort of, or in the, with the intention of, like, exploring and Yeah, and I, I like what you said earlier about it being more tough, when you said about my stuff, like, you were caught up more in what you're doing than the results. Because right. I think that was what worked for us, too. It's like, hey, we don't really care if anyone shows up. We don't care if we get paid for this or not. We're going to do it because it's freaking fun. And because and, we're so excited and we're about so excited it. About and we're so excited about it. And then that radiates it here. Yeah. We felt there was something there, and we wanted to really excavate that. Mm-hmm. And speaking of excavating, this whole retreat idea, I had a four-week program that I had planned that I wanted to launch in April and May. And then I had this retreat that I wanted to do. But alongside those two things that I'm really excited about, there is this deeper, bigger calling. And I was trying to explain it to somebody. And I feel like it's like um, you're walking down the beach and you see something poking out of the sand. And like you go to pick it up and it's stuck. Mm -hmm. And so you have to like start to unbury it. Yeah. Right? And then, like, you're trying to get it out, but then the waves start coming, Mm -hmm. and now the water's covering it back up with more sand, and then you're trying to get to, like, what is this? And you're trying to, like, force it out. Yeah. And now it's, like, high tide, and now it's underwater, and it's not... And you're swearing at it, and you're like, So, you can keep working at it and trying to make it happen... Or you can, like, wait till the tide goes out. Yeah. You can wait and see, like, what comes. See what wants to emerge mm-hmm. on its own without forcing it. Right. Um, I think that part of what I'm doing is I've been distracting myself with little projects, mm-hmm. which these are little experiences yeah. because there is a really big thing that's percolating, that's calling to me. But it's, it's a freaking boulder under the sand, mm-hmm. and I'm scared of it, Yeah, I'm scared of what it's going to mean in my life, and instead of embracing that, I'm hiding from it mm-hmm. by focusing on little things. Yep. I do that same thing. And so, if I were to force this retreat thing to happen... Mm-hmm. And I did it. Mm-hmm. Then I would get some energy and I would do it again. And I would do this other thing. And I would like run around with these little projects. And they're exciting to me. Yeah. But this big thing will change the whole direction of my business. Yeah. And if I release the retreat, if I release this four-week four week, um, program and understand that these are things that I can come back to at another time if they're still resonant. If I let go of them and actually use that energy to, like, allow this other thing to emerge and hold space for it, that is going to get me so much farther than if I hustle around with all these little projects. Yeah. It's so hard, too, to just to not hustle around and do things that make you, quote-unquote, seem like you're busy. Right. Is it actually doing thinking like what is the powerful work that I should be doing? Right. I had someone ask me what was like a life changing amount of money that I could charge a client. 
And she, the same woman suggested I create a program that was like a $5,000 program that was a three or four month program. Mm -hmm. And here I am talking about like a mini program that's $250, a little group program or $500. And the amount, even though the $5,000 program is a big, big idea and it will take more um, finessing and really kind of refining and all of that. It's also feels like less work than to hustle around and get however many $250 clients right. or $500 clients, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So if I'm running around after these small deals, mm-hmm. that's going to keep me much busier than if I am really deliberately zoned in and, and intentional on working with this one higher level client. Yeah. And I have a family. I have kids. I want to enjoy the summer with them. And the amount of spaciousness that I feel when I think about working with one client on a really deep level and showing up powerfully in that and making more money to support my family, having more time with them than running around with all these little things going on. So anyway, well, I'm keeping, I'm having kind of the same thing going on because when I started my business, I worked with one main client. It went horribly. And I said, I'm never again going to work with one main client. So then I kind of flipped the pendulum the other way and I wanted to work with a bunch of little clients. Well, I will tell you like a bunch of little clients take up as much, if not more mental energy than one client, even when they're a pain in the ass. Right. So there's a happy medium somewhere in there. And I'm kind of trying to dig into what that medium is. Where, and I think you're right. I think it is going after more of the higher level. And that does, it's, for me, it's a big, it's still a self-worth issue. That's why I was meditating on this morning. It's like, why is this so hard for me? Because it comes back to all the stuff in my past of not being worthy of love. And it's like, I don't feel like I'm worthy of asking for this much money, which is why I went to all these smaller clients because it felt safe. It felt like, okay, I'm worth this much. So if I have a ton of people that, think I'm worth this much, then that will enough make it feel like, does that make sense or am I doubling? No, it totally makes sense. I also think that there's some truth in like allowing that to come forward too. I think that there can be a level of force if you say, I'm never going to work with a big client like that ever again, or I'm only going to work with small clients like that again. You're still creating Ooh, that force and around, I have, done, I have to do this. I have done that so many times. Like when I quit my full-time job, I'm like, I'm never again going to get a full-time job. Well, guess what? Then three months later, I got a full-time job. And I'm like, I'm never going to work with just one client again. And now it's like, well, it'd be really nice to only work with one client again. So I think... And things started shifting me when I literally put out the affirmation, I'm open to whatever happens. Right. Because you can, like, you can find your happiness in any situation. Like, if you're working a full-time job or something else, you can find the most happiness there. If you're working for no one, you can find happiness there. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Sorry, I was giggling because my husband and I, um, we lived in Colorado and we joke about not loving Kansas because we spent a lot of time driving back and forth to Kansas and it was boring. Um, Do you but, realize I'm wearing a shirt today that said Kansas on it? No. I was. That's an hour ago. <laughs> but we're basically like, we can even be happy in Kansas. If we had to live in Kansas, we could even be happy in Kansas. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry if you live in Kansas. <laughs> but it's awesome. You can even be happy if you can be happy. They have happy. really good barbecue in Kansas. Right. You can be happy anywhere. But, like, there's always a positive. 
positive, just like there's always a negative. If you're looking for the negative, you'll find 15 things you hate about a situation. If you're looking for the positive, you'll find 15 awesome things. And so when you're looking at the work that you're doing, the work, the people that you're working with, maybe you don't look for like, I never want to do this. Like maybe you start to excavate. What was it about that mm-hmm. that didn't feel good? What would have helped this situation be better? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I learn from this? I was actually just talking to a friend who's also a client today about a situation she went through that was really conflicting. And it's like, it was ended up being a traumatic situation she experienced. And it really triggered her in a way. And the person that was holding space in the event that she was at didn't really honor what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so then she also felt kind of wounded from that. And instead, you know, and I understand and appreciate like we all go through these stressful times and these hard circumstances but also there's valuable information there that comes forward like what was it that was triggering you Mm -hmm. what can you engage with there what can you learn about that situation what was it about this person that was holding space how does that make you feel when you look at your relationships yeah how does that make you feel you know is this a pattern that you allow people to have authority over you. How does that make you feel? So yeah. so what can you get out of these situations? What is it about the little clients, the bunch of little clients that feels good? Mm-hmm. And what is it that feels hard? Right. You know, what is it with the one client that feels good and what feels hard? Like the more that we can really try and understand, like it took me being willing to let go of the retreats and being willing to let go of this four-week program that I was so excited about. And then it took me asking myself why I was pushing myself so hard to do them. Mm -hmm. Like, I had to make the decision to let it go. And then I had to be like, why was that so hard? Why was it so hard for me to let it go? And then I had to say, oh, what was I doing instead? What was this masking? Well, it's hiding me. It's helping me hide from this bigger calling. that. And so once you let go and stop trying to force everything to happen, like who knows what might come instead? Who knows what you might have space for? Who knows what you might learn? It's funny. Like the second you realize that you're distracting yourself from something and you realize that you're doing it, you can put a name to it. Like that was the same thought. Like why am I feeling this crap? It's like, Oh, because I feel love. And it just, like, 30 seconds later, it's like, oh, duh. Like, why couldn't I figure that out, like, a month ago or two months ago? Right. Yeah. Right. But it's also, like, divine timing. Oh, sure. You know? And there's so much. What do we want to keep showing up for? You know? Like, just because you decided something at one point or just because you wrote something on your calendar, do you still want to show up for that thing? Yeah. Do you still want to keep this schedule? Do you feel like you have the energy to do the thing powerfully that you want to do? Before I came in here tonight, I was, like, laying in bed. All I wanted to do was take a nap. And my (laughs) husband's like, you gotta go. And I'm like, I could just lay here all day. (laughs) I don't have to go. (laughs) He's like, you'll feel better after. I'm not arguing with you. I already do. I always feel better when I'm there, but I still want to go to bed. It's like exercise. You know, you feel better when you do it, but it's so hard to get up. But at the same time, my bed will be there when I'm done, 
and I want to show up for this. It's not yeah. a forced thing. I'm not making myself do it because I don't want to be here or because it's not resonant or because it's not. It's just because my energy's low and we've been moving and selling our house and doing a bunch of manual labor and I'm freaking tired. But, like, it's not a forced thing. Yeah. It's a, I want to show up for this, mm-hmm. even if I'm tired. Yeah. And I think that that's where we can stop ourselves and check in all the time. That's the part that I think, if there's any takeaways from this, it's stop, check in with yourself. Why are you doing this thing? What is there in the back that's making you want to do this? Right, and if you're forcing something, why? Why are you doing that to yourself? Mm -hmm. What is the motivator? Who are you trying to please? What are you trying to accomplish? And... If it's that important, it'll be there when you're rested, when your life is good, when you've attended to your priorities. Mm-hmm. All right. Boom. We're done. Yeah. Mic drop. Have a good night. Yes. Day. Whatever. <laughs>Embracing your complexities means rejecting anything that can harm who you are, like smoking cigarettes, which can damage nearly every part of your body. Tap the banner to see more. This free life. Freedom to be tobacco free. All new Ellen. Like any good pair of jeans, he's ripped. Zach Efron. In his new movie, his looks aren't just killer. They're also Ellen, today at 3 on NBC for New York. Then at 4, get 20 minutes of uninterrupted news, plus your exclusive 10-day forecast, all before the first commercial. Join Stefan Holt, Natalie Pascarella, and Dave Price for News for New York at 4 p.m. Today on NBC for New York.